The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 148. Four of the five longest bridges in the world are in China, including the longest, which is over 100 miles. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is the person who I always lose when we're traveling because she's constantly stopping and snapping photos of her favorite buildings and architecture, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, Heather. Hey, everyone. Yes, this just actually happened today when we both got lost we both got lost. I believe Heather got lost. I was reading from the Lonely Planet guidebook to her about these awesome buildings across the street when we were in Yangon. I turn around. She's nowhere to be found in this super busy street. And I literally had to look for her for 20 minutes. And she said she was standing only a few feet away snapping pictures of bananas. Well, I was I was squatting down. So maybe that's why you couldn't see me. I don't know. I lost her for about 20 minutes. I didn't freak out. But I returned to the spot, as I was told as a kid, when you get lost, <laughs> return to the spot. I returned to the spot, and I dutifully waited for her to come back, which she did a little while later. So yeah, she's always wandering off and taking pictures and never telling me where she's going. So this is the perfect episode, because we're going to be doing... This is part one. We know we're going to talk a lot about that. So we've already decided to split into two parts. And these are our top 20 favorite architectural wonders of the world. And these are just places that we've been to. So part of the top 10 list that we always do, or top 20 list, so you guys know, we have to have been there. We have to have seen it with our own eyes. And it's going to run the gamut of really, really famous places and then some places that I'm guessing you've never heard of. And Heather, you were quite the taskmaster this time because we both came up with 16. So I wanted to make this our top 32 and split up. And you said, no, we're keeping it to 10 each. The other ones have to be honorable mentions. Well, because I just think if you're giving your top 10, you should be able to choose 10. Well, usually when it's me and Jason, we give each other a lot of leeway. We bend the rules. Doesn't look like Heather's going to let me do this this time, but we will be starting with honorable mention. And again, this will be in two parts. So if you're listening to this live right when we release it, look out. The very next episode will be our you know, five down to number one for each of us. So basically our 10 top total. And these are going to be counting from 10 down to 5 and including our honorable mentions. If you're listening in in the future, you can roll right into the next episode and get them all at once. So let's just jump right into it, Heth. We're going to go into our honorable mentions. These were ones that didn't make our cut. That Taskmaster Heather made a strike from the official record. So why don't you start with your first honorable mention? Well, I'm actually going to start with my first two because they're both art museums and they're both in America. The first one is the Philadelphia Museum of Art. I love it there because it, as soon as you drive into the city, you can see it kind of sitting on top of this hill and it's just kind of iconic for 
Philadelphians and it's also where Travis proposed to me and I just really love that building. A lot of people love to run up the rocky steps. It has the rocky steps. That's my favorite part of it. It has the rocky statue outside it that you can pose with and take pictures but actually the architecture of the building is just very classical and it's really beautiful and inside it's a really fun museum as well. And Free then, on Sundays or the first Sunday of every month I think. Well like to, by donation. By donation. That means um, free to me. And then the second one is the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, just because it's iconic. It's beautiful. It's on Fifth Avenue. It kind of like starts off Fifth Avenue. Like there's the Guggenheim and then there's the Met. And then, you know, you walk down and it's just a really beautiful area near Central Park. So I had to, I had to say it, but it didn't really make my top 10. All right. Well, then I am going to include two in the U.S. as well. I'm going to change up my honorable mention. So these are in no real order except my top honorable mention, which you'll know, which I had a hard time leaving off. But since you did the U.S., I'm going to give two shout outs to the U.S. too. One is also in Philly, Independence Hall in Philadelphia. I love it. A lot of the same reasons Heather mentioned, you know, when we see it again, when we're coming in or when we're driving through Philadelphia, it just kind of speaks home to us. I love the William Penn statue on the top. I love the really beautiful yellow clock. Wait, 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 wait. That's not Independence Hall. Well, the City Hall, excuse me, <laughs> City Hall. I I misspoke, not Independence Hall. Also a very cool building, uh, City Hall in Philadelphia. Excuse me. Um, thanks for catching me on that. City Hall in Philadelphia, love William Penn on top. You know, it's right there in the in the middle where Broad Market intersects. So you're driving down Broadway. Just a beautiful site any time of the year, especially at night. So I love City Hall there. The other one is Savannah, Georgia and the mansions in Savannah, Georgia that line the squares of Savannah. They just like they just to me that is southern architecture at its finest. So I would love to own one of those mansions that ring the parks. They're just beautiful. They're gorgeous. They have the trees hanging outside of them. They're very stately. So those are two honorable mentions for me that didn't make the cut. Yeah, both really good ones. Okay, another one for me is a bridge. This bridge is in Porto, <laughs> Portugal. And it's the Louis Bridge. Is it Louis the... We don't have the internet here in, the ninth in Burma, Louis so we can't check. 11th, whatever it is. It's... It's there's, the Dom Louis Bridge. The Dom Louis Bridge. There's Porto. seven bridges in Porto, I think. And this one was built by the same architect who built the Eiffel Tower. So it's very reminiscent of that architectural style. It's really beautiful. It looks over the river and all of Porto and Gaia. And you can just get great snaps of it. And you can get great pictures from it as well of, of the of Porto. So I just really love that bridge. That I love too. I had to cut that off my actual honorable mentions. I love that bridge as well. Another honorable mention for me is the Castles of Slovakia. We did a day trip out where, you know, you, a lot of people see Bratislava Castle because it's right there in the middle of town up on the hill. And that's really beautiful. The whole architecture of Bratislava itself is, is fantastic. Then we actually went out to Bonise Castle, which looks awesome. The tour is kind of boring because they don't do it in English and they make you go around with a guide. And then we saw some crumbling castles all throughout that dot the countryside that you can just run like go up to, hike up to, and hang out on the ruins. So the castles of Slovakia were, were awesome. Yeah, they definitely were. 
Um, my next one is, well, my next two, I'll just do them together, are both in India. And so I don't know if Travis might have some of these on his list, but the one is the Woman's Palace in Jaipur. I forget what it, it's actual, the hall something. Um, again, again, we can't we don't fact have check. We have no internet here in Burma. But it's really beautiful. It's like this kind of like pinkish, reddish terracotta color and it's all like these arches that kind of look it's like honeycombed. honeycombed yeah they call it the hut the honeycomb i guess so it's a really cool palace um wall kind of in it's really skinny too yeah. it's, it is like a wall i mean it was the palace so that the women could look out at the processions that were coming through the city like when they'd have festivals because they what they weren't allowed to be down there during the festivals so they could look out through these little honeycombed like windows windows and then the second one in india on my honorable mention is the fort in jaisamar we will talk about that later (laughs) maybe not in this episode though (laughs) spoiler alert i have a few more here the old city of dubrovnik Mm-hmm. is one of my honorable mentions the whole old city it sticks out okay we're gonna be ocean. talking about that more very later. very cool <laughs> and another one in the united states the hosteling international hostel in nantucket is the old lifeguarding building the old like lifeguarding station slash hospital and it's this awesome rambling wooden building that sits at the southern end of nantucket the homes around it are, you know, 10, 15, 20 million dollar homes. And this is, this place has been bought and turned into a hostel so you can actually stay at it. It's just a real, it's a creaky old wooden building that's just windswept and sand swept. And it's just, it's an awesome. So if you get the chance, it does fill up really early. It's only open this summer. If you ever get the chance to go to Nantucket and you were looking for somewhere cheap to stay, it's cheap and it's a really cool building. Yeah, it is really beautiful. Do you have another honorable mention? Yes, my last one is the Houses of Parliament in London. When I was racking my brain for all the countries that we've been to and the architectural works that we've seen, I was like, London is a really beautiful city and there are so many great places in it, but I really think the Houses of Parliament are the most striking. Yeah, I also don't have anything on mine from London. I was, again, thinking maybe something should make it, but it just it didn't happen. But the Houses of Parliament are beautiful my last honorable mention, the one that I had the hardest time leaving off. I even said to Heather, can we beach to 11 again? She would not let it happen. It's the bobsled track above Sarajevo. This was the bobsled track that they used for the Olympics there in 1986. I hope I'm getting this right. Pretty sure I am. 1986. Or was it 88? Oh, my gosh. See, now we can't fact check. I believe it was 86. And then what happened was then when the city was sieged, it was used as battlements for the troops to hide behind and to shoot through. So it's really neat because it's abandoned and it goes, you, it was very, very hard to find. We had even been told how to get there and we drive all the way up above Sarajevo so you can see the, the whole city down below. And then you find this bobsled track and you can, you know, it's all graffitied, really cool. And you can walk all along the whole track and it's crumbling and they, they have places where it's been bombed out. It's just a really neat historical spot and a place that not many people have ever seen. And so uh, that's one of the reasons I loved it. Yeah. And Travis was the one who'd wanted to see that. And I really didn't have much interest in seeing it. And we went and it was such a cool experience. I was really happy that I went. 
it was it's worth the trip to Sarajevo. That and the Shavapi, which is the awesome little sausage sandwiches they make. Get out to Sarajevo. All right, we're going to head into our real top 10 now. So the top 20 total, but we're going to count down, you know, using our numbers. So Heth, why don't you start ladies first? What's your number 10 architectural wonder of the world? My number 10 is another museum. I really love art and I love going to museums. And my number 10, do you think you can guess it, Trev? I cannot guess. And we should mention one of the rules of the top 10 or top 20s is we don't talk about them ahead of time. So So we we don't don't know know each other. We have no idea. So we might be overlapping here. I cannot guess this one. The Prado? No, it's the Louvre. I know. It's kind of like a Cliche. cliche choice. But... Really, you could just say the whole city of Paris should be on the list of architectural wonders or feats or design. It's such an incredible city. Every building there is stunning to look at, but the Louvre especially, I just think it's so iconic. And even the pyramid, like the glass pyramid that's in the entrance so many people dislike, but I just think it's cool that it's there, and it, it's and so you're not a big different. modern fan, so that's no. kind of cool. And it's so different from the very classical Parisian architecture of the Louvre. I just, I love it. I think it's so funky, and it's beautiful. And of course, all of the works of art that are in the Louvre make it extra special. So yeah, the whole city of Paris. You've heard me say it before on this podcast. Love hate relationship. Hate it during the day. Love it during the night. It's absolutely stunning as most of you have been there can attest. And if you haven't been there, you probably know already. I don't have anything on Paris in mind, but I'm going to throw another honorable mention before I get what? to my 10. I that know. is not part of the I am a rule breaker. Uh, Sacre Coeur in Paris. I, yeah, I thought that would be on your list. I kind of forgot it. It's in my honorable mention. It's awesome. My number 10, though, my actual number 10 on the list is the bird's nest and the water cube in Beijing, China. Uh, of course you would choose and that, here's crazy why. sports fanatic. Most of the stuff on the list are super old. I mean, that's usually why we love architecture. We went and, you know, Beijing itself, I didn't love. And we had some cool experiences, but it wasn't the best. But we got to go and see the bird's nest and the water cube. It's just, I don't, they're they're fascinating. I mean... I know there's a lot of controversy over what they use them for now and how much they spend on, but the bird's nest itself, I mean, talk about a actual feat of architectural wonder. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. When you see it up close, you're like, these strands of the actual nest are so much bigger than you think. It's just, it's by far the coolest stadium I've ever seen. I love sports. The water cube is right there. You can just stand in between them, look at them both and be like, these are crazy. They're modern. They're crazy. I absolutely loved them. It was probably my favorite part of Beijing, believe it or not, outside of the Great Wall. Yeah, but that's not really in Beijing. So, so the Bird's Nest and Water Cube. If I you're in Beijing, you got to check them out. About the Forbidden City, which was pretty cool, but didn't make my list. You're number nine. Because my number nine is City Hall in Philadelphia, Travis. Oh, <laughs> not Independence Hall. Which, when you said Independence Hall, I was like, oh, phew, he didn't say City Hall because it's on my list. And here's why it's number nine. I had to mention it. Don't downplay it. it. It's not, awesome. I'm not downplaying it, but for all the reasons that Travis mentioned, like the beautiful architecture, the yellow clock, the Ben Franklin on the top, which has its own like... You mean William Penn? Yes, William Penn. <laughs> we're both messing up our home <laughs> city. William up. Penn at the top, which if William you're not from Penn Philly and you may not have known, it used to have to, no structure could be taller than William Penn, who was on the top of City Hall. They obviously then rescinded that, I think, in 1982 and then built some of the skyscrapers. But it's still such an iconic shot of Philadelphia. Yeah. And like Travis said, Broad Street and Market kind of converge there. So when you're coming up Broad Street, like you can just see it at the 
you know, middle Center, of it. Yeah. You ha- it's like a traffic circle that you have to go around. It's just a really beautiful building. And around there are like the love statue and cool little things. So I just love that part of Philadelphia. And do you love statue that part of Philadelphia? I do. You're so cheesy. <laughs> and for me, the yellow clock does it too, because it's so old school, like a yellow backed clock, bright and shiny. I mean, it's not like white and gleaming or anything it's yellow and it just looks so old school it looks so awesome at night yeah philadelphia has a lot of history and a lot of people don't give it enough credit i think and other countries have no idea that it was even you know the birthplace of our declaration of independence and we always tell people a capital for some time we always say when people ask us where we're from we say close to new york city we say philadelphia sometimes they know it sometimes they don't we love our hometown we got to give it some props so i'm glad it made your list My number nine is going back to another home of ours that was a home for two years. This is in Japan. Oh, no. And this is Kay's house, Ido Onsen. And why I love this place is you can actually stay here as well. So I told you you guys could stay in the HI Hostel in Nantucket. This is another place that you can stay. It is a, a ryokan, which is a traditional Japanese guest house. And it's an old uh, it's a really old building in this town called Edo, which is on a peninsula that is near Tokyo, about an hour, hour and a half away. Peninsula. On the Izu Peninsula outside of Tokyo. So if you ever fly into Tokyo and you have a day or two, you could easily get the train down here to Edo. And it's a Ryokan, you know, guest house slash hostel, really. And you can stay in it and it's beautiful. They have taken a building from the 1800s. They've totally made it traditional like they've kept all the traditional elements all the traditional japanese elements but inside they made it beautiful there's like little running water fountains everywhere there are some onsens which are naturally occurring hot springs and baths that you can use and then you can stay in these rooms so we got like a family room which we fit eight people in Mm -hmm. and they're these tatami mat rooms which are the traditional japanese mats that they lay on the floor and they give you these really plush um futons And you lay them out and you lay your pillows out and you all sleep on the floor. We had an awesome balcony that led out right to the river, the sliding paper doors that led out to the balcony that the river was on. It is, it's the coolest building we've ever actually stayed in. It's by, it's my favorite place that we've ever actually stayed accommodation. Yeah. You did include it in that podcast that we recorded best accommodations i think yeah so do you have anything to add did i hit the case house Edo on send oh, well yeah you did you covered it all it was it's so beautiful and in fact if we go back to japan i want to stay there <laughs> it's it's so great they have smaller rooms we got you know we were six or seven people so we got a big room but they have rooms for two people and as i mentioned they have the traditional japanese hot springs the onsens which, if you have never experienced, are really great in their own right. You know, you go in and you, and you sit in them and relax, and then they have steam rooms and showers and just a really, really relaxing, chill place. Absolutely amazing. Your number eight, Heth. So my number eight is the Vatican. Uh, not just like when you walk up to the Vatican, but mainly the Sistine Chapel. The architecture is really beautiful and there's like lots of greenery and like the trees there because it's in Rome and it's not doesn't get super cold there. So they have like kind of some exotic foliage around. I don't know. It's just kind of striking to me when we were there in January and it's still like you could see the greenness of the trees against like the tops of the cathedrals and the chapels. It was really beautiful there and 
I just, when you said when we were in Rome, like, let's go to the Vatican, I was like, whatever. And then I kind of forgot that the Sistine Chapel was in there. And so it was really just like a surprising moment for me. And it's really beautiful. So I do think the Vatican's neat. I don't like that they have the huge flat screen TVs. I mean, I guess it makes sense so people can see. You know, when the Pope comes out and they're and they're doing the mass and all. I mean, you know, if you're right in the back, you'd never be able to see him. Yeah. I, I but, guess you are. You're talking more about the inside. Yeah, like and, when you go inside and you're like kind of standing at the entrance where you can walk through to like the Sistine Chapel. We have you know, to like give that, that dome that you can see. Yeah, we have to give a little travel tip here. This is a travel podcast. So if you are going to the Vatican during any time that's the high season, because we went in January and you could just walk up back in. Sometimes there are like two and three hour waits for tickets. You can actually purchase your tickets ahead of time online for a lot of the stuff in Rome and a lot of stuff in Italy in general. And then you have to wait in line. So if you're going to do that during any of the peak seasons, definitely, you know, if you're going to go to the Vatican, definitely try to book online ahead of time, get your tickets and don't wait in a two or three hour line. My number eight, I love when this happens serendipitously. I'm keeping it in Italy. Can you guess what this is? My favorite building in Italy. Yes, I can guess what it is. Well, then guess. It's the Duomo in Florence. My favorite. I love the Duomo in Florence. It's on my list too. All right. So we won't talk about it too much here. My favorite building in Italy. We went to the Duomo in Milan, which is the really famous cathedral there. It was cool. We walked on the roof. It's very gothic. Very gothic. Very big, huge but it didn't do it for me like the Duomo in Florence. I won't talk about it too much, but you should definitely walk to the top of that and then turn around and walk to the top of the bell tower so you can get shots of the Duomo because your one ticket allows you to walk to the top of both. So climb the 400 plus stairs of both, even though you're going to be tired out so you can get shots of each one. I'm going to stop talking about it now because we'll talk about it later when it comes up on your list. What's your number seven then? My number seven is something that we just discovered today, which inspired us to even do this podcast. And that is the courthouse in Yangon in Myanmar. So Yangon is, um, well, it was a British colony at one point. So the British came in and they built all these really gorgeous colonial buildings. So it's kind of like Singapore, but it hasn't been modernized. Right. So, so all of these buildings are just like in decay and like crumbling and they're so gorgeous. And the feeling is like so, I don't even know how to say like mysterious. Feels, like you feel like you're in like 1902. It feels to me, this city, and again, we're going to do uh, our uh, whole podcast on Myanmar and Burma. We're going to talk all about it. But it feels like exotic Southeast Asia city to me, where it's like now Bangkok doesn't, and Kuala Lumpur especially. I mean, they're high rises and there's still cool stuff in them, but there's a lot of new stuff. Here, that doesn't exist. I mean, there is a little bit, but these amazing British colonial buildings, I mean, there'll be one that's been renovated or been kept up that yeah, looks like, really beautiful. Like the Strand Hotel right has next... been renovated. And so like when Lonely Planet was writing about it, what was that, 15 years 70s. ago? In the 70s. They said it was like terrible and disgusting and there were like rats inside and now it's gorgeous. So they renovated the Strand renovated... in 1993 and now it's right. a beautiful old colonial hotel that's like $500 to stay at. Few and far between because most of them are still just in disrepair. Right. So you have these awesome buildings that have been fixed up or have been kept up. And then you have these huge buildings like the minister's office is this like block long red brick, 
you know, amazing structure back in the day and it's totally in disrepair. And you're wondering, is someone going to come in at some point? And in 15 years, it's going to be an amazing five-star hotel or resort. You just don't know. And so we did a little colonial walking tour. And down by the river is this one that we almost missed. And this is where I lost Heather the first time because (laughs) she went inside to take pictures. And it's actually the courthouse. Yeah. So I wasn't sure what it was, but it's this striking pastel mint aqua color. So it might have one at one point been more aqua, but now it's like literally the paint is just peeling off it. So it's white and mint and it's just, it's gorgeous. And then you the windows are all like these wooden clapboard windows that are this like minty color and then you walk in the front door and there's this spiral staircase yeah, it's a wooden, functioning courthouse we yeah. should mention this is the yes, city's it is courthouse. The courthouse so if you walk by you would think that it was like a derelict building maybe no that but nothing it's was like happening. hustling it's still and the bustling and there's like police vans outside it and it's, oh what's really cool is there's a bunch of street vendors like right outside lining it all and so there's a bunch of police officers officers who are there eating on the street, like on their lunch break. And then you walk into this building. And as you mentioned, there's a spiral staircase that goes up a ton of floors. I mean, yeah, five, six like stories. Gray wooden banister. I mean, it's just really stunning, stunning architecture. And it's like falling apart. It's wild. And then, you know, it's huge. And I'm, I'm taking like a million pictures of it and, you know, standing inside it and around it for like 20 good minutes. And then we kind of go around to the back of it and it's where it was like bombed. Yeah. And there's so there's bomb damage. So they really <laughs> have not renovated this at all since the, since 1900 or whenever they say it was built in or around 1900. So they haven't renovated at all. It fell into complete disrepair, but I guess it was still used as a courthouse all this time. And so it's just fascinating. And there's people streaming in and out of it. Certainly a beautiful building. I would never want to be in the courthouse for a, for a reason other than like to an take illegal pictures. Reason. Because, yeah, because I can imagine looking at what the courthouse looks like I can only imagine what the actual prisons in Myanmar look like. And we've heard some horror stories about it. So it is a fascinating building. If you get to Yangon, you have to just wander around down by the river and kind of make your way through. You'll see awesome British colonial architecture all throughout the city that's in various states of disrepair or possibly repair if you get here at some point. My number seven, we're going back to Japan here. Can no, you guess? No, no, because I have this on my list too. Maybe is Kiyomizu Dera. Yes. All right. Again, I won't touch on it too much. It's the Water Palace in Japan. Water. You guys temple. are gonna it's Water temple. temple. Excuse me. You guys are gonna have to wait to hear about Kiyomizu Dera. I won't say anything about it then. Okay. We can go right to your number seven. My number six. Your number six. My number seven me. was the courthouse in Yangon. Number six is in Sintra in Portugal. Palace de Pena. Is that on yours? Palace de Pena. Well, that is on mine. You guys, okay. again, this gives you a lot of reasons to listen to the next half of our episode. We will okay. touch on that more. The Palace de Pena in Sintra, Portugal. A little higher on my list, so it'll be in the next episode. Okay, so I won't talk too much about it then. My number six, and I guess this is the end now of this episode, is the Cotswolds. Is this Ooh, on your list? I... 
did not even remember the cosmos. I'm like racking my brain for this list, you know, because we only thought about it maybe for 30 minutes before this podcast. I would have definitely put Bath well, on my list. Then we can talk about the Cotswolds as a region, just absolutely Stunning. everything you imagine the countryside of England to be, everything you see in the movies, everything your mind pictures. That's the Cotswolds. There is, I really wish, we, we took a driving well, not a tour. I mean, we just rented a car and drove through the Cotswolds for two days once, and we spent the night in Bath, but we went to all the little villages around it. And there was one village in particular that I just cannot remember the name. I've tried to look it up. I've tried to find it again. Maybe it's called like Brambley. I don't know. Who knows? Every village there is like a postcard. Yeah, and some of them are more touristy than others. And the first time we went, maybe because we were just like driving on our own with a like paper map before even a smartphone, because this was years ago, we didn't really see too many touristy places. It was really cool. And then we went back again this last year with our friends Maria. Who we actually went- have bought a house in the Cotswolds in Morton on Marsh, <laughs> one yeah. of the upscale neighborhoods there. And we went to some more touristed ones, but. There are so many little villages and they're all so beautiful and some of them have like really amazing mansions and then other ones have like these little thatched roof houses. That's what gets me. I love the thatched roof. I know they're super expensive to actually have thatched roofs like and very impractical, but I want a thatched roof house at some point in my life. Yeah, well, hey, I'll, you can buy one in the Cotswolds. I wouldn't mind that. And it's all that it's all that Cotswolds like limestone. The Tudor style. Oh, yeah, the limestone from the, the countryside. So. Right. And the, and I love the Tudor style ones when you get up into, you know, Stratford upon Avon, which is where um Shakespeare's from. So I love the Tudor style, but I also love the whole villages of that like what is it, a golden kind of like the limestone, yellow limestone with the thatch roofed houses. Just absolutely beautiful. As Heather mentioned, if you you know, if you get a car and you just drive around, we would then drive up into these hills and it'd be like these rolling green hills and there'd be sheep everywhere and then we'd you know, you'd stop and there'd be a path and it and you'd walk back and then there'd be these, you know, awesome homes back there. Some or, or sometimes just these little castles that no one was living in, you know, that were kind of in disrepair, but just beautiful places. Yeah. And so I'm really going to jump on this number six of yours, because if I had thought of Bath, I definitely would have put it on my top 10 list. I just forgot how much I loved it. We went there six years ago. We've done so much traveling since then that I kind of didn't, I obviously didn't remember it at all. But the Royal Crescent in Bath, that whole like crescent shaped building, you know, with I don't know how many apartments are in it. 26 i can't i don't know and we can't fact check again because we can't have fact no, check. no fact no, checking um no totally wifi. off the cuff here but just the way that somebody built these apartments in the shape of a half moon like a crescent it's stunning and we actually one of them on the, the end one. is a museum so you can go in it and see exactly how they would have been styled like in the time of Jane Austen or yeah, like the 1890 the, or something like that. They had the basement kitchen and all. Yeah, and they had like these really beautiful iconic I keep using the word iconic. I don't know why. <laughs> they have really beautiful stereotypical wall colors of that time. One of them was like this gorgeous Tiffany type blue color that I would just was when I saw it, I thought I have to have this in my house. So someday 
maybe we'll paint a room that color with our thatched roof house. Right, but it was just Bath and itself. The, I everywhere. mean, the Royal Crescent is cool, yeah. and everyone goes and sees that. And it's really neat, and the, the little, Roman baths and the, the the museum is great to see. But then you can we parked like we had no idea where we were when we got to Bath again. We had no map or anything like that, and. You know, the roads were super tiny and tight. I actually like kind of sideswiped a van at some point. Another story for another day. But then we parked because I wanted to get out of like downtown bath and there was nowhere to park. So we parked all the way up. You know, it's kind of like on a hill. And then, you know, the more downtown areas down in in the bottom. And then we just walked down and it was just stunning to like look from the hill into downtown bath. And you have, again, kind of this city that was built with these beautiful colors and these amazing limestone houses and they're just one on top of another and these tiny little winding path roads. It's just absolutely awesome. Yeah, and we did the um, the tour of the Roman baths with, who was it, Bill Bryson? Bill Bryson did like an audio tour. He had an audio yeah. tour. It was pretty good. Not I don't with know. him. No, we no, got the audio guy recording. and he spoke on it. But, we were um, not fortunate enough to have him lead us around. I don't know if they still do that anymore, but it's definitely a very beautiful town to visit and highly recommended. And again, would have made my top 10. I could have bumped the Louvre right off there. So <laughs> we've, we've mentioned some of them. Let's go back. Just recap really quickly our honorable mention and then each of our 10 to, to number sixes. And then, of course, we've already kind of given you a sneak peek of some of the ones that are going to come up. So my honorable mentions, the castles of Slovakia, the old city of Dubrovnik, the HI Hostel in Nantucket, which you can actually stay in. So that's really cool. Book that. Um, stay there in the summer. Independ- or Excuse me, not Independence Hall. City Hall in Philadelphia, the Savannah, Georgia mansions, and the bobsled track above Sarajevo. Worth the trip to Sarajevo alone. And my honorable mentions were the Philadelphia Museum of Art, the Met in New York, the Louis Don Louis Bridge in Porto, the Women's Palace in Jaipur, India, the Jaisenmer Fort in India, which Travis will talk about later, and the Houses of Parliament in London. And then your number 10? My number 10 was the Louvre, but really could have been Bath. Um, My number 10 was the Bird's Nest and the Water Cube in Beijing. My number nine, City Hall in Philadelphia. My number nine was the Case House Ito Onsen in Ito, Japan, right outside of Tokyo. You can stay there. Definitely stay there. You'll love it. You'll thank us later. My number eight is the Sistine Chapel. My eight is the Domo in Florence, which we'll hear more about in the next episode. Uh, My number seven is the Courthouse in Yangon, Myanmar. Which we just saw today. Beautiful. My number seven, Kiyomizu Dera, the Water Temple in Kyoto, Japan, again, you'll hear about later in the next episode. And my number six was or is Sintra, the Palace de Pena in Portugal. And my number six was Cotswolds and the city of Bath in England. So if you guys, if we've whetted your appetite for this, definitely listen to the next part. Again, if you're listening to this live, you can, this will be the next episode will be our countdown from our number fives down to our number ones. If you're listening to this in the future, not when it first came out, you can get this at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pod. You can roll right into the next episode. You, of course, can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. We will link up everything in the show notes as well. So if you heard us talking about one of the places and you thought, that sounds interesting, I'm never going to remember the name of that or what exactly are they saying, we will link all of that in the show notes. You can get that extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. And then go check it out, visit it for yourself, maybe even do a Google Images tour of these places that we're talking about. It'll help 
maybe kind of, you know, the images that we're painting, you can actually see real images in your head. I also want to mention, if you guys love the podcast, if you like Extra Pack of Beans, don't forget to pick up your free copy. We made a really nice, cute, I won't say cute, a nice, beautiful PDF guide of our top 20 ways to save money when traveling. So you put that into a PDF guide, you can get that absolutely free. You can go to extrapackofpants.com slash free. That'll get you the guide. You'll be on our new email newsletter list so you'll never miss another podcast or any of the cool announcements of the stuff that we have coming up. Heth, we always give them a few from the archive. So if you're interested, if you like this one, we've got two more that you're probably going to like. The first one. Our top 10 travel experiences. And this differs from these buildings that we're talking about. Some of them are on there, but it's more about the day that we had doing it. So we delve a little bit into the actual, what it was like to be at some of these places that are on this list. And then some of the places that aren't on this list because it was more, it wasn't the place that we were at, but it was the things that we did in those places. Yes. And the next one, I believe you did with Jason, didn't you? Yes. This was a top, another top I think it was top 12 weirdest foods we've eaten. We are going to be having a food week on the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast coming up where we do some of our top 10 favorite foods, top 10 worst foods we've had, as well as we talk about a really cool program that we did um, called Eat With, an experience we had eating in someone's home in Istanbul. So if you want to kind of get ahead of the curve, you can do the top 10, I believe it was top 12 weirdest foods we've eaten. Jason and I went back and forth. We ate some really crazy stuff. You can check them out. Again, you can get them on iTunes as well, on Stitcher, or at extrapackofbeans.com slash pods. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for the ongoing support of the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. We hope that you listen to the second part of this episode. And until then, happy, happy free, free travels. travels. I'll show you-